I think as a people, as a society, we have a problem. I think we are addicted to being busy. Uh, we have a disease of busyness. Um, the common response when you meet someone, perhaps after a while, or if you ask them how their week's been, one of the first things they ever say is, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing well, I'm busy. Um, we probably all found ourselves doing that, I'm busy. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, I'm busy, I'm busy. And um, I heard an interesting anecdote about a lady who wasn't from the Western world. She moved to a Western country, and she soon came to understand that this she thought this was a common greeting that people had. It was a traditional greeting in our culture. So she came to introduce herself as, hello, I'm busy, as though that was her name, which is quite amusing. Um, which is interesting that we think we're so busy because according to um, this study here, this was a, a, a chart documenting the amount of hours that people have worked across their lifetimes. In 1880, in the UK there, the average, this is for a manual laborer, the average manual laborer worked 56 hours, 56.6 hours a week, whereas in 2000, the average manual laborer worked 42 hours a week. So according to this one study, at least, we're not any busier because of our work. And so busyness isn't just a problem, or only a problem, related to the amount of hours that we're working. In fact, if you ask a retired person, they'd probably say they're busy. <laughs> Doing what? We don't know. Or they think, I'm so busy, I don't, I don't know how I ever made time to work, they often say. Uh, another um, study from The Economist showed that on average, we spend more time with our children than previous generations did. And um, one book that I read gave us some questions to diagnose whether or not you suffer from the disease of busyness. Uh, this is, these are questions to ask yourself to try to work out, is hurry sickness an issue for you? Number one, do you regularly work 30 minutes a day longer than your contracted hours? Number two, do you check your work emails and phone messages at home? Number three, has anyone ever said to you, I didn't want to trouble you because I know how busy you are? And number four, your family and friends, do they complain about not getting time with you? And number five, do you often feel tired during the day or do you find your tour, your neck and shoulders aching? And number six, do you often exceed the speed limit whilst driving? I'll read that one again. <laughs> do you often exceed the speed limit whilst driving? Or number seven, do you have a hobby in which you're actively involved or do you eat together with family and friends at least once a day? Depending on how you answer those questions, the, tr the chances are good that you suffer from hurry sickness. Um, now, there's two types, essentially two types of busyness. There's uncontrolled busyness or busyness without control, uh, often owing to economic poverty. People, uh, people who, who suffer from uncontrolled busyness are those who have to work every hour they can in order to provide and feed and clothe and uh, sh give shelter to their loved ones and themselves. But then there is controlled busyness, perhaps the type of busyness that most of us in the room are familiar with, a business that we make for ourselves, doing, owing perhaps to the choices that we make. We take out a more expensive mortgage than we can afford, or borrow more money than we really should. Uh, we have to work more hours to pay those off, or we say yes to more things than we can fit into our lives. And so we, we're in control, but we're not. We could control our business if we wanted to. But our busyness, I want to put it to you, I think comes from several different places. And then Chris and Paul will disagree and share their perspectives on that as well. I think busyness firstly comes from our need for distraction as a people. Busyness as an issue is deeper than just our diaries. You and I have busy hearts. Um, we are infected with a disease of distraction, perhaps. Uh, in fact, one study showed... Uh, found this, that people prefer electric shocks to being alone with their thoughts. 
Um, so one in four women and two in three men chose to give themselves electric shocks in one study rather than having to sit in a room in silence alone with their own thoughts for just 15 minutes. One in four women, two in three men would rather give themselves electric shocks. Two in three men. So there's more men than women, which confirms what we already know, that, that men are stupid. <laughs> or, or men are, you know, yeah, no, we're stupid. Um, but this isn't a problem just related to our age and our society. The French philosopher, a man named Blaise Pascal from the 17th century, he's, he reckoned this, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. So busyness it comes from our problem and our need for distraction, but it also comes from our laziness. Uh, C.S. Lewis, the author of the Narnia stories, he said, only lazy people are busy. Meaning, only people who don't set the priorities for, the, for their lives or set their own goals, make the choices that they're supposed to because they're too lazy, only those types of people are busy. One author, interpreting what C.S. Lewis said, puts it like this. He said, I lazily let others decide what I will do instead of resolutely deciding myself. And by lazily abdicating the essential work of deciding and directing, establishing values and setting goals, other people do it for us. We're busy because often we're too lazy to decide what we should and shouldn't say yes to. And thirdly, I think that busyness comes from our fear of social rejection. Um, owing perhaps to our FOMO, our growing sense of FOMO, our fear of missing out. Um, many of us get our validation, our sense of acceptance in the world from what psychologists call the social comparison theory. And we learn early on that to be busy is to appear to be more important or valuable to society. And so we make ourselves busy or we give the impression perhaps of busyness. Uh, but my question is, is this really a problem, all those things? Isn't that just part of who we are, our makeup? Well, I think it's a problem because studies show that stress, which is often a result of busyness, is number one, is detrimental to our mental health. You, you know that from experience, no doubt. When you're stressed, you're unhealthy, anxiety, you lose sleep, your blood pressure raises, those sorts of things. Um, secondly, it's a problem because we, as human beings, need a healthy pattern of rest and sleep, or rest and activity, sorry. Uh, we need moments where our brain is just switched off a bit and downed. But owing to our busyness, the choices that we make, the constant apps that we have running through, the screens that we're watching perhaps, or the, the plates that we're trying to spin, we're busy, busy, busy. Our brains rarely rest. It's a problem for us. Uh, thirdly, I think it's a problem because it damages or it limits our relationships. Uh, Jonathan Haidt, the moral psychologist, he says that we are an ultra-social species. We're designed for relationships. We thrive on relationships. But when you're busy, you can't ever really build meaningful relationships well. Or if you try, you're constantly distracted. You're not really fully present in any conversation because you're thinking about other thoughts or other things that you want to be doing. Um, and lastly, I think it's a problem for us because being busy tends to erode the best bits about our humanity. It makes us impatient when you're busy. You lose your tolerance of difference, your willingness to put up with people who are perhaps different from you or disabled or uh, you become impatient with need. And that ultimately erodes the good things that, about what it is to be a human being, capable of compassion and empathy and love and kindness. So what's the solution to our busyness? 
Now, a lot of that is fairly neutral, depending, you know, regardless of what you think about the world, you might go, okay, I can, I can understand why you might think busyness is a problem. Or certainly I look at my own life and I can see why busyness is a problem. So what's the solution to our busyness? And it's as we try to prescribe some kind of solution to these problems is where perhaps our ultimate worldviews or our ultimate value systems come into play. I'm a Christian pastor, and so my perspective as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, affects what I think the solution is to this problem. Um, I believe that the purpose of every human being uh, is that we've been created to know and enjoy God, to live in a relationship with Him. By being busy and crowding our hearts with other things, we never enter into the rest that is the relationship with God that I think we're created for. Uh, St. Augustine, who was a, a man in the, who lived in the 4th century in um, North Africa, he was famous for writing some very influential works in Western philosophy and history. And uh, he was, as a young man, very hedonistic. And he was known for pursuing all the sorts of things that you know, young men might pursue in our society. But in becoming a Christian, he then wrote in his autobiography, and in the opening page of his autobiography, a book called The Confessions, written in the 4th century, he said this, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Our hearts, the busyness that we feel is a restlessness, a constant need for activity and distraction that makes us like, like beach balls held underwater, constantly restless with feeling the pressure of needing to be released in some respect, some way. A beach ball underwater wants to burst through and rest on top of the surface of the water. So it is with our hearts. There's a longing and a need for rest. How do we find that? Well, Jesus said this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That's what Jesus said. That's what we as Christians believe, and that's what I've come to know personally is a source of satisfaction and contentment in amidst all the busyness of life. And knowing those things, believing those things about my heart and its potential um, source of its rest and end of busyness m helps me personally combat some of the lies that busyness causes me to believe. The lie that says there's just not enough time in the, in the day to do everything I need to do. I know as a Christian God gives me the hours I need to do what he's called me to do or asked me to do. So it's, it's not a question that I haven't got enough. It's a question of reordering my priorities, perhaps. Or we might listen to the lie in our busyness that in order to please people, I have to be busy because I've got to please everybody. We, you know that happiness and health doesn't come from trying to do everything everyone in your life wants you to do for them. Happiness comes from choosing which people you're going to let down. And actually, in the Bible, it says that fear of man, in other words, being preoccupied with what people think, fear of man is a trap. But fear of God, a proper centered heart, resting in him, is the path of wisdom, or is the beginning of wisdom. And the other lie that I often believe is that I have to be busy in order to fulfill my purpose or to please God, as the Bible presents a God that isn't pleased with my activity or displeased with my activity, but instead as an act of grace and kindness offers me rest for my busyness and my heart it forgives me. So from my perspective, that's what I think some of the causes of busyness are and where I as a Christian look to try to resolve some of those things.